Hello and welcome. You're listening to Start Again with Shauna Lee, the place where you will be reminded that it's never too late and you're never too old to do the damn thing. So stick around if you're ready to vibe higher and be inspired to chase your dreams. Together, we will uncover your soul's truest desires. Now, if you're ready, let's get started. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Start Again with Shauna Lee. And today I am introducing you to Steph Gillis, and she is a new internet friend that I made recently that I am so excited for you to meet. Steph, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It is a pleasure. And the way I like to kick this off is ask people to give a brief little intro, like who you are, what do you do? Uh, And then specifically, how have you embraced this idea of starting again? Yeah, so um, I'm a business coach and a career coach um, here in Canada. I live in Calgary, Alberta. I've been um, in business now for about two years and I work with people. I work with uh, women who are experiencing burnout at work and are wanting to start a business because they're ready to, you know, take charge of their own life and um, choose the direction of their career. So in 2020, I was laid off from a nonprofit job. I had been in the nonprofit world for many years, and I was running a nonprofit for a small family charity. And I was laid off in 2020, and I was surprised by that. And so I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I decided to jump right into business. And that was kind of my start again story. I built a six-figure business in about the first about year and a half. And it's just been quite the journey, a big roller coaster that I've enjoyed a lot. And I just... I think business is so much fun. And so I think everyone should have the chance to be able to start a business and start something new. It's always what I'm about. So, Well, this is why we must have met because we're kindred spirits. I agree wholeheartedly and everything that you just said. So I guess take us through a little bit of that journey and how you found your way from the nonprofit world to having the guts to start a business. Yeah, I mean, I've always been interested in starting a business. It was always something that intrigued me. I don't play well with others, like with managers. I like to do my own thing. You know, I was in nonprofit and I would like have these big ideas of things that we could start or programs that we could expand on. But I was always told no, because there was no money or we've already reached our quotas. So there's, you know, I just have had a lot of really great and exciting ideas. And so when I was running this nonprofit, this small charity, it was just me. So I got to really enact all of these really exciting ideas. And it was really fun. But then again, there's always a board to report to in a nonprofit. And so you know, some ideas are a no, or, you know, like maybe later or something like that. And I just really wanted to do something for myself, I wanted to be able to make these decisions to create things and just to have my own vision. And so that always was my passion. That always is what I wanted to do. But you know, when you're comfortable in a job, it's really hard to take that leap. And so when I was laid off, kind of gave me the opportunity to reflect a little bit and be like, what do I really want to do? And so then I decided that if ever I'm going to do it, now's the time to do it. And so that's kind of why I got started. Yes, I had a similar moment after uh, being laid off from two different jobs in a single calendar year. And it was really a, a gut punch a hit to my ego when that happened. But I kind of took a minute to lick my wounds a little bit and think like, okay, well, what do I really want to be doing? Is this really what I want to be doing? 
And I kind of had that same moment where I was like, well, if not now, when? And I just went for it. Exactly. Because I felt, you know, at the time too, I felt like I could always go back to a job if I needed one. So, but I will never be laid off with a severance package and, you know, employment insurance again. So why not take advantage of this and exactly do a little bit of planning in the meantime? Yeah. It's interesting to me how being laid off from a job with a severance package in the moment feels like the worst thing that could possibly happen. But when you can kind of step back or step up and get a different perspective, you get to see what a gift it really is to have this, I call it like, it's your little safety net. You've got this little cushion to give you some breathing room for just however long you want to assign to it and then go try something. Absolutely. I mean, you always have to grieve an ending, right? Like I come from a social work background and even if it's a positive thing, right? There's always a little bit of a grief process that we have to go through when something ends. And so just giving yourself the grace to do that, but then also looking forward to kind of think of what's next is always really exciting. Totally, totally. I have an entire chapter in my book. So I wrote a book about building a life after divorce, and there's a whole chapter on grief because divorce is a loss, just like losing a loved one or even losing a job. And you're right. There is a grieving process that you need to work through and heal. But with every ending is a beginning, which I love what you've done with that. So when you look at your story, what do you think inspires you most about your story? I think the biggest thing for me was when I did jump into business, it wasn't because I thought I could do it. It wasn't because I believed in myself. It was because it was something I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, I'll just try it. But let me tell you, the mindset was not there. I had to hold my breath and close my eyes every time I posted on LinkedIn. It was, <laughs> yes, I was so terrified. And I honestly didn't think, I, I hired a coach and I would tell her all the time. I was like, I don't know why you think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I did it. And, you know, a year later, I said to my husband, I was like, look at how much I made this month. And he's like, yeah, I always knew you could do it. And oh, so it was amazing. like, having that support was super helpful for sure. Sure. Um, But it also, you know, allowed me to see, oh, like I can actually do this. You know, this was something I did. So it wasn't something that I jumped into thinking like, yeah, I'm so great. I can do this. I'm so awesome. (laughs) I jumped into it thinking like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm drowning in the deep end, but I went for it and it was great. I really, you know, it's changed my mindset a lot and I've grown a lot through the process for sure. That is amazing. Yeah. I think most of the entrepreneurs I talk to have that imposter syndrome in, in the very beginning. And I would say it kind of sticks with you throughout every time you're pivoting in your business or you're changing something, a little imposter syndrome will like sneak in again. Um, But everybody has that, like, who am I to do this? But I think it's, it's paying attention, listening to your intuition, paying attention to those nudges and like the desire is enough of a reason to give it a shot. Absolutely. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, if I don't start this, is this something I'm going to regret not trying, at least Mm -hmm. trying it? I'll look back and be like, I should have just done it then. But I would end up doing it at some point. So why not do it now? Right? Yeah, I love it. So as you look back on your journey, from kind of a traditional working environment to building your own business, what do you think is the common theme in your lessons? 
I think it's been, you know, it's really come down to that mindset piece for me is just like having to continually go back and, and build on that mindset. Because in the nonprofit world, I never really made a lot of money. And so being able to believe that you can make more money, being able to believe that you can do it, and that people believe in you. You know, I've recently also started a podcast and I've been sending it to my friends and family. And every time they tell me they love it, I'm always like, what, really? (laughs) So it's like always, it's always that growth mindset. I feel like that's the piece that I come back to time and time again to keep having to grow my mindset in order to um, get to the next level and to be able to serve people in a, in a bigger way. Yeah, totally. Well, so tell us a little bit about your podcast. Oh, I started a podcast called Launch Your Purpose Driven Business to empower women who are experiencing burnout to try to start a business. So we talk about um, topics like why you'd want to start a business, kind of the pros and cons, um, adjusting your mindset, growing that, and then some business strategies as well. I love it. I will have to check it out and follow. What do you think, I'm springboarding off of the conversation and giving you an impromptu question here, but what do you think is the biggest mindset shift that is needed? I think it's probably just believing that you can do it, right? Like even when we're starting, we all face that imposter syndrome, you know, whether you are in a new job or you're starting a business, there's always a time when we feel like we don't fit in. And I think that that often is like a construct of our society that that we're building, that we're responding to. And so I think that really pushing past that and knowing that we all feel that, that's not something that just only one person feels. We all feel that when we start something new. And so being able to push past that and really know that after you try it a little bit, after you gain some skills, gain some expertise, that feeling will fade and you will be able to feel like an expert or feel like you know what you're doing in this task. And so I think just moving, being able to push past those feelings and you know, move on to the next level of, of your mindset is really probably what's been the biggest thing for me. Yeah, totally. And I feel like, um, that's where confidence is built is in the doing it before you're ready and doing it, even if you're scared. And then as you gain experience, you become more confident. Um, it's a really cool thing to watch people kind of go through the process from the, Oh, I want to do this thing. I don't think I can to, Holy shit, look what I did. Right. And it's always about, you know, if if I was my best friend, I would be like so excited about what she was doing and I'd be super supportive of her. And I'd be like, you got this, you can do it. But when it's yourself, you know, it's always so much harder to give yourself that same support. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Which is why a support system is so important for us to have. And it sounds like you've got a really great one. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Thank you. That's awesome. So when you think back to the younger you, I have a tendency to want to like shorten her path or I don't know, get her to where I am faster. But, but when you think back to the younger you, what do you think your advice would be to her? I think it would be to, um, you know, I keep going back to the believe in yourself thing, right? It would be to believe in yourself, like, especially as teenagers, teenage girls, I feel like there's so much self doubt and you're just Mm -hmm. like, really don't know where you fit in the world. You're not really sure what's next. And I just think I would tell her to believe in herself. And I would also, um, one of the big things that for me growing up was I felt like I had to decide what I wanted to do when I was in high school. Felt like I had to decide my job. Yeah, I decided my job and that was going to be my fate for the next 40 years. And Mm -hmm. so I felt like this huge pressure to make this decision and stick, be happy with it forever. And that's not how my story goes at all. But um, 
I think I would go back and tell her, you know, there's lots of opportunities and you can change your career and change your life as many times as you want to. You don't have to focus only on one thing. You can focus on multiple things or you can change your career when you're 30, when you're 40, when you're 80, you can change it whenever you want. Yeah, it's, it's so true. I feel like I just said this in my last conversation, but I'm like, you always get to change your mind and choose again. And I tried when my older girls were in high school to just tell them, you're just picking the thing you're going to do now. You don't need to worry about what you're going to be happy doing when you're in your forties. Like I'm still figuring out life. So just pick the first thing you're going to try and see how it goes. I feel like taking the pressure off helps. That is such a great way to put it for sure. I've worked like doing the career coaching. I've worked with so many people who, you know, have degrees in something and their job is in something completely different. And so it's always interesting to see that progression and to see that just because you go to school for one thing doesn't mean you're stuck in it for the rest of your life. Oh my gosh, for sure. Well, and that's typically because you get there in the career that you've gone to school for and you're like, wait, I don't, I don't really think I like this or it's not quite what I thought it was going to be. So yeah. Absolutely. Very common. So what do you now believe is possible for your life when you're looking forward and making future plans? Um, I think that, I think like two years ago when I jumped into business, I thought it would be a temporary thing, you know, something that I would try and see how it goes. And now I will never go back to a job unless I absolutely have no choice. Yeah, (laughs) I like being my own boss. Working from home is a dream come true for me. So I think that will be for sure what I would like to do. And also um, looking forward, I just see, you know, lots more opportunities, right? Lots more directions that my business could go in. And, you know, instead of focusing just on one thing, I see multiple options like, you know, creating courses or, Mm -hmm. you know, doing other things that could really support um, more freedom, which is why I went into business. Yeah, for sure. Same for me too. And I don't, do you happen to know anything about human design? Do you know what yours is? Oh, I did it a really long time ago. I don't remember. (laughs) So I'm a manifesting generator. And so I'm all about many interests and doing all the things. I'm also a Gemini, which totally plays in. But for me, I think being my own boss and owning my own business gives me the freedom to do that. So I, you know, if I want to create a new online course, I can do that. If I want to focus, you know, on my next retreat, I can do that. And so it's write another book. Like, the sky's the limit. And I love owning my own business for the same reason you do. I like the freedom of being able to do it from wherever I am at the moment. I don't know if you have the same issue, but I have a tendency to then always be working. So have you gotten good at, at boundaries between work and downtime? Yes. I think my son is only seven. So that helps because I pick him up Uh from school. So basically as soon as I pick him up, my computer's closed. That was a big lesson that I had to learn though at the beginning was mm-hmm. to create, um, you know, those business hours, because I was responding to people at all times. Yeah. And I would feel guilty if I wasn't on my phone. And, you know, I, my business coach taught me, you just need to have business hours, just like any other business, just no like matter what they business. are, right? Yeah. Even if they're evenings and weekends, whatever your business hours are, yeah. you need to Pick create them, them so that exactly to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think my, my problem is less around, um, having the boundaries. And it's more so that I just truly enjoy what I'm doing. So it doesn't feel like work. And so it's easy for me to do it, you know, because I'm doing what I'm passionate about and I'm working on whatever the next passion project is that I could easily do it around the clock. And I have to remind myself that it's okay to do other fun things too. 
<laughs> yes, for sure. That can definitely be an issue when it's your passion at the same time. So tell me what is next for you and your business. Um, so I was, so I just recently started my podcast. I am starting to more formally support women who are starting a business. Um, I was career coaching for the past two years and I found that most of my clients wanted to start businesses anyways, and that's really my area of passion. So I've formally transitioned into um, that area. And so I'm excited. I launched a three month program uh, called passion to profit where people can um, join me to help either if they've just started their business or they're looking to start a business, um, I can help them through those first steps of getting started and then able to launch their business with success. And so that's kind of, that's my next step for me. And then, um, yeah, just working on my podcast and doing some other marketing stuff is kind of what I'm focusing on. Well, that's a fabulous focus. I think that's the hardest stage for people is making the leap to say, first of all, deciding they want to start a business and actually doing it is, is the obstacle to get past. But I think getting it off the ground to a running point is um, the really big challenge that it sounds like you're you're helping ease people through, which is amazing. Yeah, I'm like strange. I love writing business plans. I think that's like fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love creating goals and like making a plan. And so I think that's like, it's been really helpful for my clients for sure. Yeah, totally. Well, I know that I have got some people listening that will want to follow along and engage with you. So how can people find you? Um, I'm primarily on LinkedIn under my name, Steph Gillis, G-I-L-L-I-E-S. And then I have a website as well, stephgillis.com, um, where I have a free, um, a free worksheet where, I, where it shows the five ways to start a business with minimal startup costs. I love it. Well, we will definitely link those in the show notes for everyone so they can easily find you. Um, and I love how everyone just focuses in on primarily one social media outlet and it's never really the same one. My last podcast episode, I think her focus was Instagram. So I love it. You're on LinkedIn. People can find you there. Yes. I found that when I was doing too many social medias, it was just too overwhelming and I never yes. gave them all the right attention. So I strongly advocate for one social media platform until you can hire stuff. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's great advice. That's great advice. Well, Thank you for coming to share your story with us today. I really appreciate you spending some time with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Are you ready to start meditating, but don't know where to start? Join me for the next seven days and I'll walk you through all you need to get started. My free email challenge will have you meditating in just one week. You'll be so glad you did. Sign up today at shaunalee.com slash meditation.